I, as I said, we're a team here. We're a team here. Awesome. Lightbright, do you have a do you have a team that uh, do you have a, a, a co-host or something for your show that you do, or is it just you? Because uh, I do want to keep you involved in this conversation. Because really, you're one of the more entertaining parts of this show. Just me, God, good for you. I couldn't imagine that. I I, I hate podcasting alone. Just, just do not like it. <coughs> um, Joe. Yes. Do you wanna do you wanna do our uh uh? Get your shit together segment on this live stream or no? Because I do have one. Uh, I don't care either way. Um, I don't have any prepared. Okay. Uh, but if you have one, you should share it. That's for sure. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're at about an hour and seven minutes right now. So we do got, you know, in our, you know, 55, 53 minutes. So if one pops up for you, you don't feel free to use it. Sure, sure. Uh, I took my truck in to get, uh, get the oil change done uh, earlier this week because I definitely needed it. Uh, you know, oil change light came on, need to get done. Uh, I drive a Hemi pickup truck. Uh, keep that in mind, light bright. Uh, I really got to stop flirting with our fucking uh, listeners. Because one day that British girl is going to show up here and everything with her Travis baby. Oh, and Travis, yeah. Yeah. What's, fucking, name, what's real? Michael Christopher or something? I, dude, it, I don't know. When she said it, she it was like, it was like, Mike, it was like, yeah, it was like Michael Christopher Thomas, Calvin, you know, Ulysses elliptical. I I just, I really too many names, too many fucking names, but I mean, that's what they do in fucking London. They, they give their kids seven fucking names and they shit in the streets. Um, so I'm getting my oil change done and, uh, my, my truck is, it's old, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling into, this is going to be, uh, 10 years. A decade I've had this truck. This is I'm rolling into April will be ten years I bought this truck, and uh, it's got about two hundred thirty five thousand miles on it. So it's getting to the end. When I when we're done recording, I gotta I gotta go to Napa to pick up a fog light, and I gotta figure out why my headlight isn't working. And I I I, I torn the headlight out of this truck numerous fucking times. I was really happy because I had it fixed, and it lasted a, fo- a solid three days before it went out again. I'm just like God damn it. Um, but I can get that figured out because I got a wrestling show. I got to commentate at tonight, uh, up in, uh, uh, Joliet and I got to be there by two, two thirty. So, um, so I take my truck in to get the oil change done and everything. And it, it's full synthetic because it's an older truck. It's a Hemi and I've used full synthetic the entire time I had a truck. Might as well just commit to it. Um, probably the most expensive I've ever paid for an oil change is like $129 for an oil change. Uh, Lightbright, real quick. I want to know what vehicle you drive and I want to know what, uh, oil you use and what, how much an oil change for you cost. Please share that with me. I want to see how, how, if Texas is cheaper or more expensive when it comes to oil changes. I'm going to guess cheaper. Um, oil change was, I think $70. Do you use a synthetic blend or you use full synthetic? How many uh how many courses yours take? Four? Uh I think it's five. Five, yeah. Yeah. Mine mine mine's cost more. Uh and, and so here's a goofy thing. Um, mm-hmm. because they gave me a printed out receipt of the uh, oil change. They charged me a hundred and thirty dollars for the fucking oil. I went to a Firestone, which by the way, uh this isn't a plug for Firestone. This is encouraging people to fucking stay away from Firestone. 
Firestone needs to get his shit together. Okay. Yeah. Firestone is going to be the one that needs to get their shit together. No, better yet. Don't get your shit together. Stop. Just give up. Just go out of business. Just be done. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just shut down. And I'm going to tell you why here in a second. Um, so they, they want to charge me $130 for fucking oil. And this is on the receipt, but they want to be the fucking good guys about it. So it says, uh, five quarts of oil, $90 additional quarts of oil, you know, 38 fucking dollars. Uh, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, what the hell is that? Uh, price matching, customer price matching, whatever, negative $30 or some shit. It's like, cool. Just tell me you're going to charge me $110. Don't try to make it seem nice. Like you're saving me 30 bucks where I could have gone somewhere else and fucking get this done. Right. So they do that. But be, be, the whole reason I went to Firestone is because they do a more extensive, uh, oil change. 2012 Chevy Suburban. I oh, see you're, you're you're rocking the old fucking uh, trucks like me. Full synthetic. I changed my own oil. God, fucking badass. I would see that's the thing. I would love to change my own oil, but I don't have friends who uh, are around to make sure the truck doesn't fall on me while I'm doing my own oil change. If I had more friends or a friend or somebody who gave a damn about me. Just to randomly show up and like, hey, what are you doing? None, what are you doing? I'm about to change my oil. You want to come have a beer and make sure I don't die? Yeah, but I don't have friends like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hold on a second. So are you changing your oil just by yourself? Because I swear to God, if you say yes, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> um. So I, I go to Firestone. And the whole reason I do is because they uh, all buy my loan. Yeah, don't do that ever again. I need, I need a promise from you right now that you'll never crawl underneath a truck while by yourself. Because sturdy jack or not, unless you're using jack stands and there's someone there to make sure you're not dying, it's very unsafe and I am concerned for your safety. Because if you die, then I have no chance of finding love and I can't live in a world like that. Uh, so please don't make me a widow-er before... I'm even a, you know, pre-widower. A pre-widower. <laughs> I like uh, promise. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so I want to go to Firestone because they do kind of like, they, they check the vehicle and stuff like that. And I get that. I get why they're a little bit pricier because they do all these other things. They fill up the fluid. Um, you know, they top off, they top off fluids, uh, check your air pressure, fill up your tires if needed. They, I believe they do the greasing and all that stuff, but then they also do kind of a check of the vehicle. Right. I remember back in the day, I used to get an oil change by a fucking company or by a, a, a mechanic shop that will clean your windows and vacuum your car out for like thirty oh, fucking dollars. Nice, like those were the fucking days. But now it's like one hundred thirty dollars for this shit. But this isn't why fucking Firestone needs to get their shit together. I accepted the hundred and twenty dollar fucking oil change because of all the things they did. I have accepted it. Right. My problem is, is that these motherfuckers walk up to me mid oil change, like, uh, Travis. Travis, I'm the only person in the fucking building, right? By the way, same dude I gave my keys to. Yelling, uh, Travis, I'm like motherfucker, I'm sitting here wedged in your fucking, uh, you know, waiting room chairs, right? Because because they can't comprehend the fact that oh, I'm sorry, people are bigger in fucking 2023. I'm not, you know, fucking three inches wide. Give me a fucking chair, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I walk up to the counter. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? You guys all done? Thinking like, holy shit, that was fucking quick. No, no, I just want to point out some of the problems that we found with your truck and everything. I was like, cool. Here it comes. I know he's going to tell me the headlight. First thing he says, oh, yeah, your your driver's side's headlights. I'm like, that I do know. It's a wiring issue. I think I know how to fix it, but it's not the bulb because he wanted to replace the bulb. I'm going to tell you prices afterwards, by the way. And he's like, well, we also noticed one of your fog lights are out. That I did not know. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know about that, but, you know, don't worry about that. I don't need to worry about the, you know, the, the fog light right now. I can, you know, replace that myself. That's fine. Uh, also, you got to check engine light on. Like, yeah, I know that, too. Uh, it came on when I was trying to use my auto start. I I, I think uh, I think that's something I'm going to have to wait on because it's not interfering with my truck and all that shit, so I'm good. It's like, and uh, lastly, uh, your uh, your serpentine belt is, uh, is starting to crack. Which I don't blame it. It's the same belt that came on the truck 10 fucking years ago, 235 oh, miles. So it's, it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to do that. Uh, yes, exactly. Fog lamp. Now, here's the thing. Perfect perfect timing from Lightbright about fog lamps not being expensive. A bulb costs $16. It just does. Okay. This motherfucker wanted to replace my headlight bulb, replace my fog light bulb, check the code for the check engine light and replace my serpentine belt for $450. $450. Now think about that number four, five, zero point zero zero. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. within that $450, it obviously comes with parts. Yeah. Headlight bulb, $16 fog light bulb, $16 serpentine belt, $50. Okay. What's the math, Joe? 82 so, bucks? Yeah, 82 bucks. Yeah. Now subtract that from 450. Yeah. That's how much labor was. Dang. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, uh we replaced the headlights $120, replaced the uh replaced the fog light $120, serpentine belts $120, and then we got to do the diagnostics on it, which is another $120." And I'm like, uh no don't worry about any of that i'm at lunch right now from work there's no way i could get that stuff done um maybe i'll bring it back he's like yeah i'll automize it for you so you can see everything i'm like you motherfuckers like you you sit there seriously gonna tell me they're gonna charge me 120 dollars to replace a fucking bulb first off he had no idea the headlight bulb wasn't the issue so it would cost me $120 for him to put that bulb in, realize it didn't work, and then come back and try to charge me another $120 to figure out why the bulb wouldn't come back on. Right. So it's Ooh. I'm I'm just sitting there like I'm like you like it's like I've been to dealerships. I've worked for a Freightliner dealership where if we do something like change a light bulb, we may charge them like half an hour because you obviously gotta take the front end of a fucking semi truck and all this other shit. It's goofy shit. But I'm sorry, no, it's not even that. So, uh, some filters were 30 minutes, but if we're replacing like a bulb, I think, I think our minimum was 15 minutes. Yeah. So we would say, Hey, it'd be 15 minutes to replace this bulb. Here it is. And we would get some good guys like, really going to take you 15 minutes to replace the bulb. It's like, it's the minimum of the shop. It's a dealership, you know, whatever. Uh, Firestone isn't a dealership, but they want to charge me a full hour for replacing a fog light bulb. Right. And the fog light bulb on my truck isn't that hard to do. All I gotta do is reach under twist the fucking back off, pull it out, replace the ball, put it back in eight fucking minutes. And that's what I'm going to do after I get out here. Now here's the downfall. 
I'm going to have to do it out in the fucking melting, slushy fucking snow because I'm not going to pay somebody $120 fucking dollars to do something for me. When I came home after getting my oil change done, I think it was, uh, uh, I think this was on Wednesday. I think all this happened. Yeah, no, it had to have been Wednesday. Yeah. Um, when I came back on Wednesday, nope, sorry, lied. It was a two. I can't, uh, I did it on Tuesday because we didn't have to, because we didn't record. Uh, I came home on Tuesday, sat outside, fixed my headlight, what I thought I did. I'm going to have to check it out. I think it's a connector, though. I might be able to fix it. And I uh, reset my truck to shut off the uh, check engine light for free. Yep. So, Firestone, not not a, not a plug for you. If you want to sponsor me by, you know, just giving me money because you feel bad for what you try to do with the, give me 450 fucking dollars and I'll give you guys another shot. Otherwise, get your shit together. Yeah. I don't know what happened to me where uh, I started these aggressive fucking things in podcasts. I really don't because (laughs) I have a similar thing. Because, Joe, I don't know if you ever listen to JFW. You're not a wrestling fan, so I wouldn't blame you if you don't. No, I really don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just fine, man. You don't have to. I know. It's good. It's good. Um, But I have this thing over on uh, JFW now where if people don't listen to the JFW podcast, I tell them to fuck themselves. (laughs) And it became a thing. It became such a thing that – uh, this guy that I do kind of work with sometimes at other wrestling promotions, he has his own kind of, uh, web series. He's called like the power hour. And he's starting to ask fans on his show. Now I was like, Hey, do you listen to JFW podcast? Because he wants me to go into the comment section and tell them to fuck themselves when they say no. <laughs> it became such a thing that I have my co-host nubby or Steve who hosts the power hour talking to me at shows when little kids would run up to us, you know, and because, because I mean, and they're like, you know, wrestlers, like kids and shit like that right. who kind of know who we are. And like, you know, they don't like, you know, that I say something negative about their dad or whatever. And then like, they'll be like, Hey, do you listen to the JFW podcast? And they'd say, no. And he'd look at me like, Oh, you got to fucking say it now. And I'm like, fuck it. 10-year-old child, fuck yourself. You know, so it's a thing now. It's like people are bringing people up to me to saying, hey, he doesn't listen to JFW Podcast. Hey, she doesn't listen to JFW Podcast. Hey, this kid doesn't listen to JFW Podcast. It, it's it's become an ordeal That's now. Funny, which is like, also like, like, guys, let it go. It's not that funny. <laughs> hey, whoa, it is funny. How dare you? Oh, gosh. You have to, Joey, if you were there, you'd find it entertaining. No, to see I me, would. I absolutely would. I to just, see I me, like, do you, do you enjoy being harassed into telling children to go fuck themselves? Ah, uh, that's all. That's the only. That's I. If I had so if I if I had to honestly look at it, um, it's a little it, it's a little annoying at times, but since it's been happening, the downloads have been going up. All right, then. Well, never mind. And I'm assuming it's not the kids. I'm assuming it's more of the adults and the guys who will say, yeah, I'll go listen to your show. Because I would tell them, like, all you got to do is go go download my show. And then you don't got to fuck yourself anymore. And then you get people, yep. okay, I'll go I'll go download. And everything. Here, here's, here's the thing that I kind of feel uncomfortable about a, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's 
there's some people who go to these wrestling shows that are a little bit slower. Oh yeah. That uh, I feel a little bit bad saying it to them. Right. But the only reason I do that is because they boo me because like they're a fan of Steve's and stuff like that. And then they come at me like, uh, like you are, you know, you need to stop being mean to Steve and, you know, your show's not as good as Steve's show is. And I'm like, how do you know? Do you listen to my show? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, okay, go fuck yourself, bro. That's pretty funny. And then he looks at me like jaw dropping, like what? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Cause here's my thing. And maybe it's not the best thing for me to tell somebody who's a little bit slow to fuck themselves, but I do believe that they want to be treated like everybody else. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no, there's the right thing there, to do is treat yeah, them like anybody else. There's no difference between this person. And so, so when I'm interacting with it, and it's not like, and I just want to tell people outright, people have heard me say this to children and adults. And, and I've never once had one person come up to me like, how dare you say that? Don't you say it? Because it's a wrestling show and it's a gimmick that, you know, it's just, it's just all in fun. The, the kid things for me then. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. And and the thing is like so when I so when I said it to one of the wrestlers' kids, he came up afterwards and everything. He didn't know I said it yet, but uh he came up and he started talking to us and everything, and nobody's like, Hey, uh, why don't you uh why don't you tell Aaron I think I think it was Nubby. It was even, it had to have been Nubby or somebody, whatever. Or maybe it was it the daughter. Like his, uh shit <laughs> Yeah, but he, it's just, it's because I say a lot of goofy shit on uh, the show about him and everything. Again, weird gimmicks. It, it's really hard to not be gimmicky over here, but it's if you ever get a chance, I'm gonna recommend Joe. I'm gonna recommend something. If you ever get a chance and you want to listen to at least one episode of JFW, listen to the one I think it was two weeks ago where it says Travesty fears LIM. All right. Listen to that episode, and it gives you a general idea of what I've been doing as a character for Just Freaking Wrestling. Um, but anyway, so he came up and everything, and I can't remember if it was Nubby or his daughter, but somebody said, maybe it was the daughter's friend, but somebody said to him, was like, do you, did you hear what he said to your daughter, blah, blah? He's like, no, what are you saying? I was like, uh, she doesn't listen to the show, so I told her to go fuck herself. And he's, he laughed. He's like, you know, I don't listen to your show either. I'm like, well, fuck you too, dude. It's like, what the hell? But it's because it's because people know me enough to know that it's just a character doing this shit. Like, they know it's not me being aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just one of those things that, like, and here's here's one of the biggest reasons. And this guy, Rion, who co-hosts the Power Hour with Steve, he kind of caught on to it. So, um, Lightbright, actually, a curious question for you. Uh, when you host your podcast or you host your live shows and everything, do you kind of do like a gimmick or are you just really you? Because I'm, I'm really curious about that. <clears throat> I just want to know if people are like really just themselves or if they kind of find a, uh, a way to kind of gimmick themselves or like a, like a role play of who they are. I, um, the whole reason I started doing this and everything, because I want to have those moments where, if I don't say 100% myself, awesome, God, I can't wait to listen to your show. Uh, actually, I can't wait, wait till I listen to that voice. Oh, my God, there's a girl from Arizona, too. Remember that girl from Arizona we talked to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. God. She's on Discord with us. Oh, yeah, we're on Discord, but we don't do anything with that, do we? No. God, really. That's why we need some. We need somebody to do our social media shit. We really do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so... The, the whole idea of me telling people to fuck themselves because eventually 
which has happened already, there comes a time where somebody important says they don't listen to the show. And I'm not going right. to tell them to fuck themselves. Like, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no yeah. way. But I want it to be played off like that because I want I want Travesty as a wrestling gimmick to be somebody who contradicts what he says but justifies it in his own fucking way. Right. Uh, because it's a heel gimmick. Like, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm such a huge dick. Like, there's, there's these group, uh, there's these group of fucking, uh, actually, Joe, do you, do you mind if I gimmick a little bit? You know, keep the work alive. Cool. Awesome. So there's these, these groups of fucking annoying idiots at Rocket Pro Wrestling, these, these super fans, if you will, who come in with these fucking signs and shit. And they, they think that they're a part of something and they're not because in reality, they're not a part of anything whatsoever. Useless, mouth breathing, fucking basement dwelling losers will sit there and they would say, like, oh, travesty fears the LIM, which I don't because the LIM just looks like a group of fucking cast members who couldn't make the cut as the um as the big bang theory. This is these weird fucking like Spock loving, Star Wars living, you know, live long and prosper, goofy ass, never kissed a fucking girl or even been to a prom that wasn't with their cousin fucking lifestyles. <clears throat> um but for months, we've been going back and forth. They've been they've been making these these video promos on Facebook. Tell me, <clears throat> this fucking one dude who used to call himself the the uh, the Oose of the LIM. And if you don't watch WWE, you have no idea what that means. But Uso means like brother or cousin and like Hawaiian. I think actually, you know, Lightbright, you might know. Do you know the term Uso or Oose? <clears throat> Maybe you know. Uh, he's you know some about Hawaii or Samoans. I don't know. Is that is that is that being kind of prejudiced or assuming uh, something? I don't fucking know. Anyways, he used to call himself the Oost of LIM, so I made fun of that. Well, then he changed his name to the fucking Gia Monster. He's like, you have a negative, and Hawaiians and Samoans are not the same. Okay, my bad. That's on me. Okay, I apologize. I just you know paradise. I've seen Moana. I assumed I was based in Hawaii. Whatever. Um. Actually, no. It was a Samoa. His name was Maui. See, right? That, how am I supposed to know? No one educates me. There was no Hawaiian class. I only know what I can know from watching Young Rock, which, I, by the way, watch that show. Fucking phenomenal. Young um, Rock. Young oh, Rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I forgot that that show existed. Yeah. I actually Sam- didn't know it was out yet. Is the truth. See, now you're just throwing other people at me. Samoan, Hawaiians, and Polynesians all live in the island. They're not the same. Okay, so here's the thing, like, right? When you start naming more people, you just make me look more worse. Because <laughs> I assume everyone's just Hawaiian, and I'm like, whether well, Hawaiian and Samoans. Oh, you forgot about Polynesians. It's like, God damn it. Ah, good coffee. My family lives in Kona. Fun fact: we have a wrestler in Southland Championship Wrestling whose name is Koa. Koa Loxamana. It's a gimmick name, but still, it's a cool name. Anyways, back to these mouth breathing, mouth breathing idiots. Um, so this dude, like, now he calls himself the Gia Monster because now he's a part of the fucking ally. I'm not just an outsider who's like representing it, and he's trying to cut this promo to be intimidating shit. He's sitting in his car, <clears throat> which I believe was probably parked outside my house because fucking they become obsessed with me. It's weird. And he's like, "You've upset." The Kia monster. And I was like, dude, you're too fucking easy. You're the giggle monster now. Easy. <laughs> fucking dude, boom. You're fucking giggle monster. There's this one guy. Uh, he, I think he calls himself Tony Gabagool. He sounds like some, like, like either like, you know, a good fella or an idiot from Jersey Shore. Yeah. I don't know what he's going he's with. be like Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's calling me, uh, uh, you know, these, these stupid Italian fucking, uh, names. I can't like, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think he called me a cannoli. I don't fucking know. But he did. He's the first one. He's the first one. And I'll give him credit over every other fucking person at LIM. He took the cheap shot and uh and went after my weight. Called me fat. Hey, cool. Good for you. He took the he, he took the cheap way out. Couldn't be creative, but good for him for fucking trying, right? You know, yeah. I was like, I was like, I know I'm fat. Try to do something I don't know. Be creative, right. but he's not. Um, so I attacked his child. I caught him. I, I was like, I don't know his fucking name. He's the guy with the stupid baby. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And the fact that he came out and he did the promo because I've been I was saying this shit before they even knew I was saying this shit. I I, I did uh, Pac Man. I was like, dude, don't come at me, dog, because I'm going to throw everything I can fucking at you. And they did, and I am. I think Pac-Man, is like, he really calls himself PX. And one time I accidentally mixed him up with somebody else, and now he can't let that shit go, just like he can't let the fact that I actually call him Pac-Man once instead of PX and shit. But here's the thing. <clears throat> as a gimmick, as Travesty, if you give me something to use, I'm going to use the fuck out of it. <clears throat> because that's how you become a good heel. Take what they're giving you and fucking roll it. Perfect example. There was one time, and this was just for me because I, I fucking like to put myself over. That means, you know, hype myself up, make myself excited, mark out, if you will. Uh, Pac-Man cut a promo on me, telling me how, like, I need to need to keep LIM out of my mouth and how dare I and everything. Well, he was sitting at a table doing this promo, and one of his sleeves were rolled up to his elbow, and the other one was down to his wrist. So I told him that the only the only thing that caught my attention in the whole promo was how uneven his sleeves are. So he cut another promo where he wore short sleeves so they were even and stuff like that. And I made a joke about how in order to even have a balance in life, he needs to wear a shirt that has the same length of sleeves so he doesn't fuck up and just not have them on the same level. He cut another promo, but this time in a tank top. And I joked about <laughs> the fact that like he can't even understand the concept of sleeves so they keep progressively getting shorter and shorter. I'm afraid that his next promo, he's going to be shirtless, shirtless. just to save himself. <laughs> but it's just like, but it's, and that's. Oh, dude, just, yeah, own it. If your sleeves are different lengths, yep. then you're the guy with sleeves of different lengths. Yeah, that, and that's, oh and that's the God. thing. I, 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 so I, I, I told him from the very beginning, I'm going to throw everything I have at you. And every time you give me more, I'm just going to keep fucking using it. I, there was one, I think the worst thing I said was there was a promo that they cut the very, there's one of the very beginning ones where he, uh, where he was, because they're called the lovely intoxicated men. So they talk about drinking and shit like that. So they're, yeah. So they're kind of promo about how, uh, um, uh, how I left uh, one of the rocket pro shows without saying goodbye to Nubby, my co-host. And Nubby went along with it because he didn't remember I said bye to him. But that's on him because he's an idiot, too. Um, he hangs out with them. And, you know, they're sitting there, and he, you know, fucking Pac-Man's fucking drinking. He's like, you left without saying goodbye to your partner. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm just like, fuck it. You call yourself the lovely intoxicated men? You want to sit there? You want to look like a child with a patchy fucking beard? Drinking what I could assume could have been your first beer. But there's no way that's your first beer since your first beer was when you're still inside your mother's womb. <laughs> yeah. Man. Ow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's it if you ever if you ever that's listen brutal. to a JFW show. What's up? I said just that's brutal. That was that's I know. really damn. 
Yeah, I, 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 I told him flat. I told him flat out. Anything you give me, it will be bad. But here's but here's the thing. So on a on a side note, on a on a look at reality, these are the things that are going to help build not only me but also them. Because it, because once you create like a heated thing, you start getting eyes on it and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a benefit to both. You know, if they become if they become more noticed, good for fucking them. I don't give a shit. I'm doing it for fucking me. Uh, but. It's uh, it's just one of the things where it's like, yeah, you know, I just, I told him flat up, I'm not a good guy. Travesty will take what you give him and turn it against you. You know, I, I get people who call me uh, a spin doctor or a flip flopper that I can say something positive about somebody one week and then turn it around and talk about how much they're garbage the next week and shit like that. Whatever I have to do to get a point across about content or these people, I could fucking do it. But it's a gimmick. It's not, it's not a reality. Reality is over here on this freaking show, which is actually something serious I do want to talk about here in a minute um, before we uh, before we leave because we're about an hour 35 in. I actually guess technically an hour and a half because, you know, the first five minutes, whatever. But still, I think I still think it's capped out at two hours or something like that. So actually fucking Lightbright might be able to answer that. Is this still a two hour cap on live streams or did they uh, extend that? Because I do remember I sent a message about it. God, I keep coughing too. I really, I hate bronchitis. Yeah, two hours. So his bronchitis is going to be the death of me one day. Or the smoking. I really don't know. <coughs> God, I need I need to make better choices in life. I need somebody like Lightbright in my life to, uh, you know, give me direction. Give me a reason to make better choices. That's true. I've always said that, like, uh, even on these dating apps of mine, shit like that, I always make a point to say that, like, I will, um, yes, I am a smoker. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they choose to date people who don't smoke. But I always, I did, I did have on my dating apps and profiles and stuff that said, "Yes, I am a smoker." But if I find the right person, I'll give it up because smoking doesn't define who I am. It's just something I do. Yeah. Um. So serious talk, Joe. Serious talk. Yeah. Do you ever have a moment? And if you do, I would love an example. I hope you have an example of it because I'd love to uh, talk a little bit about this. You ever have a moment in life where um, you're involved in like a group, an organization, listen, even a job, whatever, hell, your fucking marriage, I don't know, mm-hmm. that you didn't feel welcomed and inviting until somebody welcomed or invited you? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, gosh. So the, uh, the I mean, the, the very first one that pops into my mind was when I was in seminary first starting out. And um, I was, I, I went to, so I was, at the time, I was part of the Evangelical Covenant Church, yeah. um, which is a, uh, um, it doesn't matter. They're Lutheran pietist background. Mm-hmm. Great, cool stuff. Um, they have their own seminary, and that's the one I went to because I'm like, well, I want to get a job in this denomination, and, and it seems like the easiest way to do that is to just to go to the denomination seminary, and they're supposed to help and do all this stuff. Um, and so I, I kind of got the feeling, you know, everyone there is, so the, the, the Covenant Church is historically Swedish. And so I'm in yeah. school with all of these beautiful, tall people who, like, like I was, I'm, I'm not short um but everyone towered over me 
Um, and, and they're all like athletes and uh, well-spoken and have years of ministry experience because like the thing right now, the thing that the current trend in that church is like you, you serve as a youth pastor for, you know, four or five years from high school through college. And then you go to seminary to become a quote unquote real pastor by getting your yeah. seminary degree. Mm-hmm. And so these people all have these experience. They're all at the time, they're like married. They have a couple of kids. Uh, they are the like cultural example of what pastors should look like. And um, I felt so out of place. And I, you know, having a Catholic background and coming from Purdue, um, I, I just, I really did not feel like I fit in. I was really worried about fitting in. And um, yeah. one day I, I wore a Doctor Who shirt to, to class. And all of a sudden, the one guy in the class who was, he's like a short, half Irish, half Mexican, um, uh, gay dude with tattoos and, and excellent hair and big ear gauges. He's, he also didn't fit in, right? But he, he sees them wearing a Doctor Who shirt and is like, okay, that person is a person that I can be friends with because we both like Doctor Who. And, um, and so when he was like the first real friend I made at seminary. And I'm still really good friends with the whole group um, of his of his friends. Um, I know I, I, yeah, I really didn't feel like I fit in at seminary until I made friends with that guy. I got you. I got you. We had a we had a meeting. Uh, I was talking about I had a meeting for that wrestling company on Thursday, and they were kind of talking about because we uh, uh, they put a show on this past Saturday that. It, it kind of went off the rails. It wasn't one of the better shows. And it wasn't at the fault of the wrestling company itself. It was at the fault of the band that was playing along with the wrestling show. Sure. They kind of took uh, liberties and the crowd that the wrestling company brought in. And they're like, well, we want to play as much as we can. So they're supposed to do like a 30-minute opener. They end up doing an hour. They're supposed to do like 15-minute breaks twice through the show. They end up being like 30 minutes. People were just... They were there to watch wrestling, not listen to the music. And the music wasn't bad. They just they took liberties and played yeah, way yeah. too long. Um, so we had a meeting about kind of like some of the situations that occurred that were the problem of the wrestling company, especially with like the trainees that have responsibilities and stuff for, you know, to get stuff done, you know, like tearing down the ring and putting it back up and all that stuff, putting the ring up and tearing it down and stuff like that. Right. Um, so during it, you know, that we're talking about, you know, you know, getting your, you know, talking about your, the characters and damage trainees and stuff like that. And Hunter asked me uh, if I had anything to add to that. And one of the biggest things was about, um, you know, what it was like when I did training, what it was like uh, when I was, you know, back in the day when I had to, you know, what my responsibilities were as a trainee, you know, showing up every time, putting the ring up, turning the ring down, talking about how they have it so easy because not every trainee shows up to do that stuff. Right. You know, the, you know, they have their, their, their training, uh, their, their, uh, training classes are easier. Um, their, their trainers, you know, not, not a disrespect to them is a lot more lax with them, but like, you know, back in the day, you know, like if you didn't show up for this, you didn't participate in this and shit. And that's just how it was. Uh, but I, I didn't know why. Um, but I, I started talking about promoting and stuff like that, using social media to get, you know, their character out and, you know, the, their, who they are out there. So let people get invested in them. 
And I started talking about JFW. I was like, he's like, I, you know, it's like we had this meeting, you know, months ago where I mentioned, you know, social media, you know, getting yourself out there. One of the things that bugged me the most is like a lot of the guys have a problem with interrupting people when they talk and they really need to get the fuck over that because I, I know I have knowledge to share with these guys and it pisses me off every time where I'm in the middle of talking, they try to justify it, but Oh yeah, no, I do that. I was like, but you don't. It's like, it's like, just listen to what I'm fucking saying before you interrupt me and stuff like that. It just, it, it's annoying as fuck. And I'm not saying that because you do that to me a lot. That's, that's completely different. You do it. I'm fine with it because you don't, you know, do what they do. But anyways, so they, so I'm sitting there talking to them about how, like, you know, I got this podcast that, you know, we talk about independent wrestling all the time. SCW is, is, is mentioned on the show twice a month for the match card before the show, before the show happens and the results after the show and everything we do on that show on JFW about it. We do it based on promos that are released, match cards, you know, set up and what you guys have done in the past and everything like that. Nobody ever gets buried. Nobody ever gets, you know, negatively critiqued. Even if their match is shit, we never mention it on the show because the whole thing is to live by gimmick, you know, and boost people up. Right. But the problem is, is that nobody does anything social media wise to get my show shared. It's like we sit there and we spend 45 minutes talking about Southland Championship Wrestling, talking about the upcoming match card, talking about the characters on it, you know, and then when the matches happen and we talk about the results the following week, you know, about what happened here and here. Nobody knows anything about that. And we're talking about you guys, you know, and I I gave examples to a bunch of them about when I talk about you here or you here, nobody's hearing about you. And my podcast is there to help people get to know who you are. They're here to get to know what companies are out there and what wrestlers are at these companies. But you guys don't utilize that. I've been with SCW as part of JFW for five years now. And maybe a handful of times you people have, you know, you know, you people have shared my episodes and stuff, but that rarely happens. Hell, I, there was a time where I took time out of my life on a Sunday morning and committed an entire live stream. What we're doing now, I did this on JFW for only Southland Championship Wrestling. Two hours to talk about purely Southland Championship Wrestling. And at the beginning we had like, 30, 40 people, fans, wrestlers, everything coming in. Last time I did it, I had eight people because nobody shared it, nobody promoted it, nobody talked about it. And I it's like I told him, it's like, it's like I don't do it anymore because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for you guys to come on and cut promos. You guys could call in, cut promos, talk about you know your match and something, but you guys aren't doing that. And I get that Sunday morning sucks to have to do something like that. But I do JFW Monday night. I do this freaking show on Tuesday night. You know, my day off is Wednesday. I'm here at training on Thursday. And weekends is for everything that I want to do with my family or other life and everything. And nobody, and I don't want to turn, you know, if I was able to turn this into a full-time job and make money, I'd have no problem with it. But now I'm finding free time out of my life to do this stuff. And I got to be honest with you, like, I'm not real, you know, readily available all the fucking time because... Freaknet Studios is a thing that I want to get up and promote and do more of, which means I have to be available to do that shit. You know, it's like, but, you know, just like I would love, I would have no problem going back to doing the live streams, you know, for SCW. It's one time a month on a Sunday morning from like 9 to 11 o'clock. But if I'm not going to have, you know, the wrestlers come in or promote it to get the fans in to listen to these wrestlers talk live, share in the chats and stuff like that, 
<clears throat> then it does nothing for me because you guys aren't doing anything for yourselves. You know, it's just, it just doesn't work right. that way. You know, it's not like. Well, why, and why, if you're, if you're a wrestler trying to promote yourself, why wouldn't you take every opportunity to do that? A hundred percent. And that, and that was you the biggest want, thing. You want to interact with your fans. You want your fans to be on the show. Why don't you tell them about it? Yep. And that, and that, and that was, that was the point I was getting across. It's like, you know, I talk about you guys all the fucking time, the trainees, the veterans, all you guys all the time. <clears throat> SCW is mentioned, like I said, twice a month minimum, you know, but no one knows that I talk about you guys because you guys never share it. And I get it. You know, it's like maybe I'm some outsider or I'm a nobody to you guys or something, even though I've been here five years and that's fine. I can live with that. But you guys aren't doing yourselves any favor by not helping. And that's when Hunter was talking about how like, like that's not the case, you know, like because I'm helping them do booking and um, I'm the general manager of high voltage and so like that. And I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you. You have certain people in this you know, company, wrestlers or whatever, who don't make me feel welcome. Like I am an outcast, even though I've been here for five years, even though I've been doing commentary for about a year, even though I talk about the podcast, I'm here at wrestling practice and stuff like that. I'm helping, you know, work on the training ring with you guys and stuff like that, taking time out of my life to do stuff. There are certain people here that just don't make me feel welcomed. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted to know. Uh, Go ahead. I, I, I have, I have a relatable story. Okay. I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost done. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I was like, I was like, and if that's what people think that's fine, but I'm just letting you know, this is how I feel not based on everybody, but a few select people. He wanted to know who, and I wasn't going to give him names cause I don't want to turn into a bigger deal than what it is because half the problem is me. And like afterwards when we're done to me and everything, he pulled me aside. He's like, he's like, just tell me who it is. I'm like, dude, here's the thing. Half of the problem is me, you know? You know, it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's going to step over my boundaries and do what I feel that I should do without having the authority to do anything. You know, and he's like, he's like, well, what, you know, what do you, what do you want to do that you don't think you can do? And I'm like, do you realize that in five years of promoting your show, talking about your show and everything, I was only in your locker room once. And that's because you asked me to come back to real quick for some reason. He's like, if you want to go in the locker room, you go in the locker room. I'm like, but I don't know that. Right. I can't just. I yeah, be, I, not not invited. Like that's, it feels uncomfortable to me to be like, oh yeah, I want to be invited to the locker room. But that's why um, I told him, it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, like I'm not gonna ask you to go back into your own locker room, right? But, it, yeah, I mean, well, and like as as you're essentially as press, right? And so like there needs to be a a like a press policy so that you know, like as you know, when I'm when I'm functioning as press, it's okay for me to come back here to interview people or. Or hang out or do this or do that. In in that perspective, because yeah, that was probably if that was the first four years or three and a half years of this, then yes, I hundred percent agree. Right. But the fact that now that I'm actually a part of the company as a general manager of one show, as a booker of matches for another show, doing the oh. commentary, yeah, I'm the yeah. only I'm the only person outside of think concessions, you know, or uh or you know, the merchandise people, which are just, you know I'm the only person that's part of like the whole group of stuff that isn't in the in the back of the locker room for the final group get together, hands in the middle, let's go thing. Oh, gotcha. Ne- yeah, never well, part. I was sure. never part of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, as I told Hunter, it's like, it's like, it, like, how would I know that I'm allowed in the locker room? I've never mentioned. I've never been told I was okay to do it. And I didn't want to do that because the reason is, when I was back there that one time, 
there were eyes of people wondering, like, who the fuck is this guy? Why the fuck is he back here? Even though they know who the fuck I am, <clears throat> even though they know I've been doing their commentary for the last year, I've been around for five years. And so that, but it's just those certain eyes that look at me like I'm a fucking nobody. And I've had this conversation with another wrestler about this. Uh, and it's like, it's like I was telling him, it's like, it's, like it's, it's, a, it's a small margin of fucking people. Because when it comes to the veterans and shit like that, the guys who've been around for 15, 20 years, I, I could get along with all of them. They appreciate everything I'm doing to keep this business moving, you know, and kayfabe and all that other shit. And then there's the younger guys who appreciate it because I'm getting their name out there. Yeah. But it's everyone in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah. In between there. They look at me like, like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, like, like what, what did I do to think that I, do, you know, I, I've earned the opportunity to step into their fucking world and shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the part that sucks. And it's like it's like Hunter says, like you want to come into the locker room, come into the locker room. You're a part of this. I mean, he's like, I thought you knew that when I asked you to book. I'm like, no, dude, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't just assume I'm able to go anywhere and do everything. I'm, I don't because I don't know what I'm allowed to do. I just show up at the show, go sit at the commentary table, wait for the show to start, and then just do what I'm asked of. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't know what my what my limitation. I mean, fucking a is like up until three, four months ago. I was paying for a ticket to come in and commentate for the company. Yeah. I mean, if you're paying for a ticket, you're just a guy. Yeah. Until finally, like I said, maybe it was six months ago where <clears throat> Hunter says like, he's like, he's like, you know, I, I, I don't know what the hell it was, but sometimes he's like, he's like, don't worry about buying a ticket, man. He's like, if you're doing commentary for me, you're good. And I was like, okay, well, I wish I knew that because right. I'm over here. I'm over here buying tickets and paying for fucking nachos and shit. I, I don't know about fucking, I don't really eat concessions anymore since we started this journey, but. <clears throat> it's just weird shit like that. Yeah. And like uh, up until that point, uh, I've never felt like, like, you know, unwelcomed anywhere. It, it, it was never, it was never, I've never been in a situation where I felt I needed to be invited into something in order to feel like I'm part of something. Yeah. Yeah. But if you got so. like half the guys who are like the, the people in the middle, right. Who yeah. are, are are treating you with suspicion? Are are like they they don't know who you are? Like it's you know I'm sure you're doing your part to get to know them, uh, but yeah. if they're not doing their part to get to know you. Like, oh, I yeah. brother, I try, and uh, I want you to tell your story, and we're kind of kind of come close to the end. But real yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Oh, you just, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. I didn't hold know on. You were done. Sorry. Yeah, just just a real quick thing, and then you can talk. Um. There, there were, there are times that you know, obviously being a personality for the wrestling podcast and everything, I go up and I tell them, hey, listen, I have a suggestion, I have an idea, you know, like what if you did this or what if you tried this move or something like that to you know, kind of help boost your character and stuff like that. Some people are like, oh, you know, I, I, I you know, that's a pretty good idea, thanks, you know, and then other people are like, yeah, well, I think I'm going to stick with this, and it's like I'm just giving a suggestion, like you know, from an outside perspective. Because not only do I host a wrestling podcast, I'm a wrestling fan. So I know what I like, and I'm assuming I'm not the only person that likes this shit. Um, right. But it, it's just one of the things where I did realize, I've talked to hunters, like, I guess half of it is my problem. I just need to realize that I am a part of it and stop thinking like I'm an outsider. And just, in a sense, you know, those who don't have that feeling about me can fuck themselves. Uh, so, but no, I'd say I told him, I was like, it's like, I'm not gonna, and even, even Morgan from, oh, shit, oh we do actually uh, have a few things we gotta fucking wrap up here quick. Um, 
even Morgan, who does the uh, Babes of Lore podcast, who's part of the wrestling thing, she wanted to know the names. I was like, there's not going to be names mentioned. Anyways, tell your story real quick because I do got to tell you something about Morgan. It's about, go ahead, tell your story real quick. Well, this isn't this isn't that, that critical. I just I was I was thinking about other times uh, that I've been in similar situations where I felt unwelcomed. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I when I took my trip abroad uh, during college, um, I had some some friends and family who uh, started a business, and their yeah. business was like doing apps and things for a particular, for, for a company, right? Um, they're looking for iPad apps and, and all this stuff. And the idea is like you pay them and they put, they, they make your iPad better for you to do your job, to do sales and stuff. And um, the, the thing that killed me about it was like, while I was there, you know, one person was telling me, was like filling me in on what's going on. And so I'm like, I'm pitching them ideas. I'm like, hey, you know, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And, um, you know, your whole your whole deal is that you you're a tech company now, so you can do stuff virtually uh, from any distance, right? And um, the the thing that killed me about it is they one of the things they tried to do was have a um like a, a voting thing where you could see the trend of the whole company mm-hmm. from uh, on a particular idea, and they literally did it exactly the way that I had told them they should do it, um like but they had my friend do the coding for them. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally asking every day, like, Hey, how can I help? You know, you're doing stuff that like, that like was my idea, you know? And, um, and when I got back, I I talked with them about it and they, they like deliberately left me out completely out of everything. And, and when I asked about, they're like, well, to be fair, you were in Italy. And I'm like, to be fair, you're a tech company. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you, if you can't, if you can't run with somebody in Italy, how can you run with somebody in Puerto Rico? where I know yeah. that you have, have businesses that you're trying to pitch to, you know? And it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I totally get the, the like, you're, you're working your ass off trying to help people be successful. And not only do they not appreciate it, they don't even understand why you're trying to help them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're 100% right. It's a joke and shit that people, people have to be like that. People that you, yeah. you think that you could trust that, yep. Do that shit. Um, real quick before we wrap up, uh, Lightbright, thank you for being here through this. That's awesome. It's awesome to see you again. I can't even say meet you because I, we've had obviously you've been around from a previous live stream, but do message us on Instagram or Facebook at this freaking show and uh, let us know when you do a live stream so uh, you know we can pop on and listen and uh, enjoy it with you. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. What do you don't got lie? <laughs> Just be like, you know, it's been something. Um, the 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 Bible based podcast we were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're coming up to uh, deadline time on if we're gonna officially do that or not. Uh, I did uh, have a conversation with Morgan on if we do do this, if she'd be interested to come on on occasions and be like a guest co-host. Oh, nice. Because she's really big into religion, just like we are. She believes in God and Jesus. And, you know, people. So I, I offer opportunity if she, you know, she'd ever want. It's not a commitment to every single week or whatever, however we do this. But if you ever find free time to do it, because we're still trying to figure out when we're going to record, uh, if she'd be interested in doing it. She said she'd love to. So uh, we're coming up. We're coming up to Easter, where it's going to be the deadline on what we're going to do. So Joe, uh, make sure you make that decision. Yep. Uh, real quick, what are you freaking thinking about? Oh boy, what am I freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about um gosh. Yeah, this is quick. 
be honest with you, I uh, I feel like I've, I've just been existing for a, like a week. Uh, maybe Leverage. I, have you ever watched the show Leverage? No. Oh yeah, there's like one or two seasons, like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Well, there's there's like there's like eight seasons now, and they're, they're oh. actually renewing the show. Um, oh nice. And a lot Good of people uh, like apparently really love it, and so uh, my wife and I have been watching uh, on Amazon Prime, and it's. It's a really, it's a fun show. I don't know if I would go as far as to say that it's good, but I enjoy it. It's, it's a really fun show. Um, gotcha. I love the concept of it, and uh, and and it's just absurd. They just do the silliest stuff, and it is the most like mid two thousands show I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is when it came out, you know. Um, but it's it's really fun. So if you have Amazon Prime, I do recommend it. Um, it's called Leverage. It's 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 great. It's a good time. Um, and that's probably what I'm, I'm thinking about. Gotcha. What about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, I'm freaking thinking about the fact that you took up more time than you needed to tell that fucking story. Oh, sorry. No, I'm kidding with you. Uh, I, 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 honestly, I just love the fact that we got back to doing a live stream. It's been a while since we've done one. Yeah, and uh, I, I would love to do this at least once a month, kind of catch up with people. Mm-hmm. Plus, it gives us a reason to have light right back. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed doing this. I wish it, you know, I wish it wasn't like a crunch like time thing. I mean, obviously, we've been talking for an hour and 55 minutes and everything. And we, um, there's probably a couple of more things we could talk about. There were some things we didn't get to that I wanted to about the, you know, like I was, you know, the election in Chicago and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Brandon but Johnson. Johnson and uh, Vala are yeah, going to, the, yeah, Vallis are going to the runoff. So uh, sometime uh, next week, yep. sometime next week, we'll find out uh, who officially won and maybe why Willie Wilson uh, was leading Buckner, which doesn't make yeah, sense well, they, either. Well, uh, they're in a runoff now. And so the April 4th is when the actual uh, election is. Gotcha. Uh, guys, thank you for being here to listen to the live stream, especially Light Bright. Uh, make sure you catch us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and find our shows here on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So, yeah. Oh, it's going to end in two minutes. I got two minutes to fucking do this. Excellent. Uh, hey, Joe, tell them uh, where you can uh, listen to Cartoon Joe other than here. Oh, uh, if you want, if you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. Guys, our audio podcast is found on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and right here at Podbean. Make sure you subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, go over to YouTube, FreakNet Studios. Make sure you subscribe there, watch our videos, and uh, check. Uh, you hit the notification bell so you know when they're coming out and everything. It does help us out here. Uh, Lightbright is also here on Podbean. Make sure you go follow her and check out her live streams and stuff when she does that as well. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Guys, as always, I am Travis Steve. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for joining us during this live stream of this freaking show.